You're listening to Behind the Bliss, a weekly podcast where Rachel Autry brings conversations to you from women that share what's behind their highlight reel. Each episode is designed for you to see a message from the mess and encourage you to find balance in the bliss. We know that what you're facing is important for shaping who God has created you to be. Some may say it's a process that often happens behind the bliss. Here's today's episode. Hey everyone and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Bliss. I am really excited about this one because I have a super special guest. I feel like I say that every episode, but this one in particular. I like this guest. He's pretty cool. <laughs> Thomas <What's up? laughs> Thomas is joining me for today's conversation. If you don't know, Thomas is my husband and he doesn't really get to join me on this side of the microphone very often. Actually, I think there's maybe like three episodes you can come into. Yeah. But it's really fun when he is here because he's a joy and he's a blast and he's actually really funny. And people don't get to see the side of him very often. So welcome to the show, Thomas Autry. Thanks. Pumped to be here. See what it's like on this side and be a guest instead of just listening. Yeah. Do you really listen? I do. I listen to the ones that you're super pumped about. (laughs) And I know that you're passionate and you put a lot of work into And maybe it's something that I am interested in as well. (laughs) (laughs) But he doesn't really listen to the girly swirly ones. That's okay. The reason I brought him in to today is because, one, it's Valentine's Day. So happy Valentine's Day, everybody. I hope you're having the best day, whether it's with your girlfriends, with your best friend, with your roommates, with your sister, mom, boyfriend, fiance, husband. Today's a fun day. It has a lot of potential to be a fun day. Um, Fun fact, Thomas and I actually don't do anything super big for Valentine's Day. You tell them about our tradition. We started it back when we were in South Carolina, but I think it kind of just happened organically. And we, maybe it was just me. I saw an ad for a Valentine's Day special at Waffle House. (laughs) Of all places. And I love this idea. They basically do like a white tablecloth candlelight dinner. I mean, everything else is just like Waffle House. The menu doesn't change. It's still all-star specials. But we decided, like, we should do it. Partly because I feel like this is totally a thing. But when there's high expectations set on certain holidays, uh, things can kind of happen. I feel like all of our married friends that we've talked to about this, like, honestly, most of our bigger fights have always happened because of a missed expectation. Or even on a holiday which kind of stinks. So we're like, hey, let's just throw all the expectations out the window and just go get Waffle House. And it's been so much fun. And we've done that, how many years would you say? I think this will be like the fifth year, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And the first year Maddox gets to join us in it. So that'll be fun. Wait, Maddox is coming? I don't know. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Um, But here's the thing. We're kind of in a predicament in a situation because there's not a Waffle House near us. I think the Waffle House... That's closest. We looked it up. is two hours away. So I don't really know what our plan's going to be for tonight, but we'll figure it out. It may be worth it. Thomas is trying to get us to drive to Waffle House, and I'm like, mm. <laughs> okay. The problem is, is that this doesn't happen at, at every single Waffle House, so you kind of have to figure out which ones are participating and not. There's one in particular in Birmingham that we found our servers. We found people that come frequently and they take it really seriously so it's kind of up to the servers how much work they want to put into it a lot of times 
and we've just gotten really lucky with the ones that we've been close to. So who knows in the middle of nowhere, Oklahoma, what that experience <laughs> could be without some planning ahead of time. I will say, and I'll put this in the show notes, but there is a website that tells you what Waffle Houses are participating in the Valentine's Day special. So if you're listening to this and you're like, oh my gosh, so much fun. One, if you go, please take a picture and send it to me on Instagram or tag me or something so I can see it. But then two, make sure you just look it up ahead of time. Make sure you're not like in the middle of a womp womp situation if you get there and it's like normal Waffle House. Yet another expectation missed. (laughs) (laughs) It defeats the purpose of the expectation thing. We actually had a few people a few days ago, or I guess it was weeks ago. Actually, I think I asked, I put up a question box and was like, do you have a question? And someone was like, how did you and Thomas meet? Like, what's your story? And I realized, I think we've shared like a super small three minute version on the podcast before, but we've never really shared our whole story. And it's not super duper long. I mean, it can be depending. So we'll give you another lengthened, but still yet sharp, sharp notes. What is it? Not sharp notes. Spark notes. (laughs) Spark notes version today just because it's fun. And really that's aimed at me because I can definitely get long-winded with the details. He does get caught up in the details, but it's okay. I love that about him. Um, So yeah, we figured we've never really shared the story before. It's quite a fun story, but I am biased. And so we decided it it just owned, it earned its own episode. So here we are. Once upon a time... So Thomas and I met in high school. We claim high school sweethearts, although we're not technically high school sweethearts, and we'll get into that reason a little bit later. But uh, we met when I was, well, technically we met in middle school, but we didn't really start dating to high school. When you were in middle school. I was middle school, right. So we went to the same church, but we went to different high schools. If you're from Columbia, South Carolina, uh, Thomas went to Dreer High School, and I went to Dutch Fork High School in Irmo was really cool because we got to see each other in a pretty neat environment, but we only saw each other once a week, which is why I guess there was no romantic interest at first, because for me, at least I had like my school life, like my normal life. And then I had my church life and it felt so separated because our church was about 25, maybe 30 minutes from our house. So anyways, I knew Thomas as like this church dude. For me, I think it kind of happened just organically when we first met You were younger, but probably one of the coolest ones in the room. And so I definitely had fun hanging out with you, but it took some time for us to get to know each other and really, really know each other over time. Like for 45 minutes once a week, it's hard to get to know somebody. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't even remember like how it actually happened, but I guess just like one, oh, I actually do now. It's coming back to me. (laughs) We ended up going on this um, like camp servant trip I don't know you would call it and we got put on the same project so we were painting a porch and we just got into some cool conversation and realized like hey you're cool I really want to spend more time with you and I think that's when we exchanged numbers so it kind of started becoming a little bit more than just like my church guy friend Thomas I don't know yeah well after that time or I guess before that time I'd already had eyes for you anyways but I don't think that you had really noticed me in that way quite yet well I think you did, because I played guitar for the youth group, and we had had some, like, one-on-one hangout time within the youth group that I I feel like in stories past you had mentioned that that was a factor. But this trip specifically that we had taken kind of sent it to a whole nother level. Like, I feel like I spent more time with the girls than the guys that trip, so I didn't get to know you know you, but I knew I was interested. So when you gave me your phone number, like, we totally started texting. And it was the typical high school text where it was like, 
hey, what's up? Nothing much. How about you? Oh, cool. Yeah, nothing much. Like there Nothing was... <laughs> much, but we're on the van back home from yeah. the trip, so we knew exactly what each other was doing. Yeah. I remember, though, they became official because Thomas played baseball in high school, and I went to a few of his games, and one of the games that I went to, he just announced me, like introduced me to his friends as his girlfriend. And I remember looking at him and I was like, are you kidding? Like, you never really asked me to be your girlfriend, but... It's not cool to, like, actually ask the question. It is. Or at least I didn't think so. It is cool. (laughs) Nor did I really know how to do that and not had to done that. I I hadn't had to do that in the past. (laughs) I'd always kind of... Assumed. Assumed and... (laughs) (laughs) So he totally assumed. Just missed that step. (laughs) He introduced me and I got really caught off guard. But I went with it. Hey, it was official, and you knew it was coming. I had already talked to your dad, and I really wanted to do this relationship the right way in high school. I know that sounds really funny, but um, well, relationships was something in particular to me that I felt was important. And one of the main things was I wanted our families to be involved together. So I knew her family really well from church, and I went to her dad in this really scary conversation and just basically said that, I wanted to get to know Rachel and see if it was okay if we talked on the phone and started texting each other and getting to know each other. And here's some context. So my family had this rule growing up that if you were going to date a guy, they had to come to the house how many times? Three. Three times before I was able to go somewhere else like other than our house with them on an actual date. So it weeded out a few people because a few guys would like ask me to homecoming or like ask, ask me to the movies. And I had to awkwardly tell them like, well, you have to come over to my house and have dinner first. And they were kind of like, I remember Thomas though came over in the first date at home. He stuck it out. He did the whole three dates at home thing. But the first date, the first date was really a date between me and your dad. Yeah. We'll be honest about that one. Yeah. Thomas brought over his bike, like his, um, they went cycling, like a cycle bike, not a motorbike. And yeah, him and my dad went on this very long cycling ride at like six o'clock in the morning. And then they got back to our house. My mom and I made them pancakes. And then literally my dad was like, okay, Thomas, it was great. Great. You know, hang out with you. Have a great day. <laughs> I kicked him and out the door. that was it. I was gone like, before dad. 8 a.m. <laughs> yeah, I was like, dad, it's not even nine o'clock. Like I want to like hang out with my friend. And he was like, well, I mean, I think we got enough time today. I was like, are you kidding me? I was so mad. But anyways, it gave Thomas more incentive, I guess, to come back. And he did. So he kept coming back. And then our relationship kind of progressed. And I say we were like kind of weirdly serious for like a high school relationship. Like we, we just took things seriously and like our friends knew that we were together. And again, like for context, Thomas lived all the way across town. And so we were kind of long distance in high school even because I mean, your house was like 35 minutes away, which is a, that's a drive. In yeah. We, we had to be committed at that point. And uh, I mean, with a 45 minute drive with traffic, you had to be committed to spend some time with each other. And you also, if you're exclusive with someone that's not at your school, you had to you know, no. I was thinking effort. about her all the time yeah. and had to protect that relationship when you're hanging out with all your friends at school and nobody knows who she is. And um, I don't know. It was interesting. I mean, it's kind of fun thinking back on, but we had to kind of take it seriously. We were we were adulting in the middle of <laughs> high school. Thomas is two years older than me. And so in high school, that's kind of strange. Like for a quick second, I was 15 and he was 18. Yikes. Yeah, that gap was strange. Yeah. Yeah, I think back to that. I'm like, what the heck? Like, 
I don't know how that happened, but it did. Um, and Thomas decided to go into the military after high school. So he enlisted really quickly. I mean, really, truly before you graduated, you enlisted. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was still worried about like my prom dress and my biology test. And he was over here like serving our country. So it just felt like two worlds separately. I mean, they were separating each day more and more and more. And it got to a point where I just realized like, he's a great guy and nothing necessarily has gone wrong, but I just don't feel like we are like fitting into each other's lives well right now. And my dad gave me some really wise advice and just said, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. And you guys are so young, like you cannot mess up God's plan for your life. So if you feel like you're lacking peace about this now, then you will continue to lack peace about it until you do something about it. So just walk away. And if it's supposed to happen, it'll unfold again. And I mean, super cool because full circle, here we are. But in that moment, it did not seem super easy, especially because plot twist, Thomas was in basic training when I started having these thoughts of like, oh man, oh man, I don't know if this is supposed to be a thing right now. So yeah, I definitely was not a part of those conversations. (laughs) I mean, like basic training was like the whole, we couldn't really talk on the phone. And if we did, it was for like five minutes once a week. So I wasn't about just like drop this huge bomb in our five minute conversations we were having every Sunday night. Well, I could also kind of see the writing on the wall and we had had this plan for how basic training was going to go. So for context, basic training is, you know, your initial entrance into the military and it's eight and a half weeks. So you're gone for over two months and I didn't have my phone with me. We got 15 minutes of phone time on Sunday evenings once a week. And at that point, uh, I kind of knew that was coming, so I'd talked to Rachel about it, and I was splitting that time like seven and a half minutes, seven and a half minutes with my mom and with Rachel. Um, so that was a lot of motivation and very important for me. And so when those conversations turned into like, turned, I guess, from really serious and like, oh my gosh, I miss you, and we're talking about all these things I'm doing and she's doing to halfway through, she's kind of like, well, I'm at the movies with my friends, so now's not the great time, and but we can talk again later. I'm like, no, we can't, girl. <laughs> so I was now like, okay, never. this is this is getting a little tricky. But like she mentioned earlier, we were we were kind of trying to be grown ups and trying to plan out colleges and what are we gonna do after the military and stuff like that. So I think we were getting a little ahead of ourselves for that time frame. Right. But we were totally like outgrowing our shoe size, as I like to say. And so it just things just were not working. Not for any weird or wrong reason it just was not working but needless so, to say i was not on team let's give it a shot to break up and see if it comes back together <laughs> yeah. i was not i was not okay with that plan <laughs> thomas did not like it uh so much so that before he left basic training he said oh that's true i forgot about that before he left basic training he said uh do not dear john me like do not write me a letter and break up with me like if you're gonna break up with me just like wait till we have time to chat or like wait till I get back or whatever. And so I had been thinking through and praying through and like really feeling led to break up with Thomas in the middle of basic training. So I had to wait and like not fake it. I hate using that term, but like be cordial for like the last three weeks that we were talking on the phone because I didn't really know. Like I didn't. Yeah, I just I was either praying like change my heart or like give me a sign. But right now I just have peace about leaving this relationship so the and it first... makes sense looking back on it too, because you're thinking about all this all the time, talking to your family, talking to your friends, and figuring all this out. And meanwhile, I'm trying to like honor you from a distance. <laughs> Anyways, meanwhile, I'm getting like 
I'm getting beat down in the military here, figuring out how to be a soldier and looking at pictures of Rachel from motivation. So it's like very different <laughs> levels and very different sides of the picture. Yeah. Yeah. It just, anyways, very complicated, very messy. So in Tihu, uh, he got his phone back and was able to spend a little bit more time than just seven and a half minutes on the phone with me. And so I used that opportunity to break up with Thomas. However, mind you the day of graduation <laughs> from basic military training. <laughs> so I, I poor timing, poor timing on my part, but it was the first opportunity I had to have this conversation with him. It just so happened to be the day he graduated. So like we're with all of our military friends. Now we, sh- you know, like fast forward, like literally in this very moment, we're spending a lot of time with our military friends because we're on a military base and all the things. And so anytime we tell the story, people are like, dang, Rachel. You're ruthless. You're ruthless. <laughs> you broke up with him on graduation. I'm and like, for me, I, I was thinking still that she was going to, you know, my family's talking to your family and you're going to surprise me and come come see my graduation in Texas. And so I'm holding on to all these different things and I'm just getting let down left yeah. and right. Yeah. Yeah. So like I totally. Mm-hmm. What does Thomas say? It's he, all good, though. I like to say that she wised up and came to her senses and whatever. came crawling back. So long, <laughs> long story, long story short, we broke up. Um, and in in this breakup time, we both saw other people. A lot of life stuff happened. A lot of things in my family just changed. Um, I just, you know, if, if anybody's a timeline person out there, I broke up with Thomas uh, October of my junior year of high school and in January of my junior year of high school was when I lost my dad and so things just took a turn really quickly like I lost the guy that was my best friend and my boyfriend and my comfort and knew my family and just I mean really truly like we were best friends back then and then turn another corner and I lose my dad and so of course like as a girl if you're listening you're like I get you I like wanted Thomas back so badly because he was my comfort like I I knew him as someone who could maybe potentially help me through the season but we were just kind of both so broken from the breakup if that makes sense like I hated hurting his feelings and he was heartbroken and of course, I wanted to be there, but it's kind of hard to navigate that. Do you reach out? Do you not? Right. You know, we talked a couple of times, but I also couldn't leave Texas where I was at at the time. So Right. He's still doing military stuff. Right. So um, we ended up basically like not really talking and just seeing other people and life moved on and we grew up and changed and morphed and in some ways in great ways and some ways in not so great ways. And so this is where I think if you've ever listened to my testimony, pieces might start, you know, you might be starting to put some pieces together, but I made some pretty bad decisions and I I just wasn't proud of the person that I was. And so Thomas, I don't know if you were like watching me make these bad decisions, but you definitely probably knew about some of them just because we still shared community. Like we still shared some friends. Like I said, I always had eyes for you. (laughs) Apparently he still wanted... (laughs) wanted to make it work even in the middle of a breakup but um this breakup ended up being two years um and then at the end of our breakup things started happening again I guess you should say I could kind of see what was going on and I reached out just talking about some things that were happening in your life and trying to encourage you and I'd seen you at church a few times and so I think I had started getting those feelings again and also realizing that you were single and 
really what happened is I just reached out to encourage you. And that yeah, wasn't right. really my intent. And it wasn't romantic. It really no, was it just really like, wasn't. hey, how are you? Um, so uh, I could relate on some things that I knew about her family and experiences that I'd had, like she mentioned earlier. So I was just trying to comfort because I knew how hard some of those things could be and the context of what was going on. So I was trying to be a good friend at that time. And um, during that time, realized um, that if this was something that could potentially happen that I needed to get out of the relationship that I was in and um, really try and pursue what I thought the Lord was prompting my heart, like, hey, you really want to be here, and and this isn't over yet. So um, I asked her to coffee, I think, at first. We went to Starbucks in downtown Columbia and started Uh, chatting. Five points if you've ever been there. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, I still remember us sitting outside, right outside the door there. And I kind of just laid it out saying, hey, I really have enjoyed getting to know you again. Um, I am now single. <laughs> and um, I <laughs> I think there really could be something here. Obviously, it would be something slow. But I just want to let you know that I'm kind of liking what's going on. What do you think about this? I heard it because it's all about perspective. I heard it as him saying basically like, hey, like I'm glad that I'm back in town. I'm glad that you're back in town. Like, we'd love to get to know you. I know there's been a lot of things happening. So just know that like, I'm here for you. That's how I interpreted it. And her response was really what she meant to be saying was, yeah, that's great. We can be friends. Like period dot. And what I heard was, yeah, I'm liking this too, but not now. And I was like, oh, sweet, not now. It was pretty open-ended to me. Like, let's go. <laughs> I I just remember Thomas was just, like, consistent, texting me and asking what was up. And um, what, what, like, I feel like you did some strong gestures. And all my friends were like, dude, he likes you. And I was like, no, 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 no. We're friends. And he's like, no, that's not something a pal does. That's something, like, a guy that's really interested in you does. I don't remember specifics, but I just remember having these conversations with friends Anyways, and just, again, if you're a timeline person, at this point, because of the two years since we broke up, I was a freshman at Clemson, and I still was making some pretty poor decisions, and so Thomas also, I feel like, was holding me accountable. Like, I knew who Thomas was expecting me to be and who he was calling me to be, if that makes sense. And I also feel like I loved the fact that he knew my dad, and so he was carrying a lot of my dad's legacy back into my life. So I loved the fact that he was there. I just didn't know it was going to be romantic. Um... I ended up basically, uh, I didn't have a car my freshman year of college. And I, anytime I went back to home to Columbia, I always had to catch a ride with someone. And so this one particular time, I did not have a ride back to Columbia, South Carolina from Clemson. And I just put some feelers out there. And one of the feelers I put out was to Thomas. Probably the first feeler she put out. And the words she used <laughs> I just was, knew that you would. I just knew that you would. <laughs> the words that she used were, hey, I've got to come home for fall break. I've got like a doctor's appointment or whatever, but I don't have a car. Like, help me brainstorm. <laughs> I was like, come on. You know like, I'm I got coming you, girl. to get you. Yeah, he's like, I got you, girl. I'm coming to get you. And I was like, oh, okay, okay. I was like, but here's the thing. I have a formal that I'm going to, or like a cocktail, that I'm going to with one of my guy friends from high school. Um, so if you're going to come pick me up, 
y'all I'm cringing talking about this like so if you're gonna come pick me up I need you to pick me up like tonight like not tonight but like you know at night maybe like after 10 p.m so that I can make sure I can go to this cocktail and also catch a ride back to Columbia with you and how awful of me how it's a two and a half hour drive so he drove from Columbia two and a half hours to pick me up to then drive the two and a half hours back like in one trip so it wasn't like he just so happened to be in Clemson and he was going to come swing by and get me. He was making a venture, like a plan to come and, and like rescue me from Clemson. Anyway, so he did, like the saint he is. And he ended up picking me up that night. I went to the cocktail with my friend. It was not a romantic thing. One of my good guy friends from high school just had got broken up with by his I girlfriend. made sure of that too. I asked lots yeah. of questions. He I was, was like, like, who whoa, is whoa, this whoa, dude? Whoa. Yeah. So I'm going to drive five hours and come pick you up tonight and there's another dude you're going on a date with. <laughs> like, I was like, this is not a just, date. Let me just figure this out first <laughs> before I'm getting invested here. <laughs> and in case you guys are on Team Thomas at this moment, I just want to let you know, it was, like I said, it was not a date. It was not romantic. I just, I was really good friends with a guy who had a girlfriend that had recently broken up with him and he was about to go to this cocktail without a date which wouldn't be a big deal other than the fact that he was um it was like a fraternity cocktail and he was on executive for this fraternity so it just it was important to him that he didn't go alone and I got that like he just got broken up with he's lonely I'm happy to go it was not weird or anything like that so I went we had a great time came back home, hadn't even packed a bag yet. And this is how some of my best friends and I became best friends is because I just recruited help from all the girls in the hall to like help me get out the door to ride home with Thomas. Um, and the whole time they're like so sketched out. They're like, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You just went to a cocktail with a guy from high school and then you're about to get picked up at another, midnight. At midnight from another guy from high school. Like, Rachel, you know how this looks. I'm like, I know how it looks. That's not what's happening. Like, it's okay. Anyways, I hop in the car with Thomas and I knew. I knew it. I knew what he was trying to do. I was like, he wants two and a half hours in the car with me, dedicated, like undistracted time. And I can guarantee you, because all my friends even told me, they're like, he's going to ask you to be his girlfriend. He's going to want to date you. Like, are you sure you want to get in the car with him? What are you going to say? Like, let's figure this out before you just, like, get in the car. And I had and a plan. this was a couple months after that initial conversation at Starbucks. So I was like, time has passed. She it is, should know. <laughs> it, is, it is later than that conversation. And um, I had two and a half hours dedicated on the way to Clemson to figure out what I was going to say. And he knew. <laughs> and he knew. But I did, too. So I had a game plan. I was like, I got this playlist set up and it's got tons of like Fetty Wap and Lil Wayne and like all these people and there's no way he's gonna want to have a serious conversation with this like rap playlist going on in the background and sure enough y'all I had this thing queued up for like two hours of our ride and we didn't really talk I just kind of jammed out and thankfully I needed gas at this point I mean five hours in a forerunner you're gonna need some gas at some point and so I said, hey, I'm going to stop at the gas station here in a couple exits. And after we get gas, maybe we could put on some chill music or like talk or something. And I was like, yeah, that'll do. So anyways, I knew it was coming. But I also knew we only had like 30 more minutes in the car. And, you know, what serious thing could happen in 30 minutes? Well, sure enough, he basically just said, look, like I really want an opportunity to pursue you. And... Um, 
I understand your hesitation that we've dated before. You might be scared to date again because if it ends, it might feel like a failure, like twice. And I just want to offer a new perspective. Like if we date again and it works out, awesome. Like that's a success. If we date again and it doesn't work out, awesome. That's also a success because we know that we're not each other's person and at least we gave it a try. And so in my mind, I'm like, "Mm, yeah, that's pretty, yeah, that, that actually makes a lot of sense. Like I like that idea. I think one of the things I said was, I want an excuse to date you. Because us kind of, both of us knew we were more than friends, but not just friends. And so it kind of it kind of felt like we were just spinning our wheels at that point. So yeah. I was like, look, I get why you're hesitant. We're both completely different people um, than we were before. Um, a lot of life has happened, but let's figure this out or not. And we can't lose either way as long as we keep ourselves centered and don't get too wrapped up in what could go wrong or um, hold ourselves accountable, accountable, (laughs) keep ourselves accountable for making sure that something doesn't go poorly in the relationship and just figure out if we're each other's person or not. Right. So I was like, "Hmm, yeah, that sounds pretty logical. And I get home and my mom's like, Hey baby, like, how are you? And I was like, I'm great. Um, I have a boyfriend. And she's like, what? Like what? And we got to talk about it later, but Everyone loves Thomas. Like, ask any of my girlfriends, any of my family. He's legit. He's the real deal. And so the fact that we got back together, it wasn't weird. Um, It wasn't strange. I think people totally understood, and they were totally for it. So we dated for about another two years and then ended up getting engaged in college. Got married about nine months later. And then have been married coming up on six years in May, which blows my mind. So we've spent over a decade in each other's lives. Isn't that nuts? Yeah. So let's see. I think when we're, I, I, okay, I met you when I was 15. When I'm 30 and you're 32, we would have known just as much life with each other than without. Yeah. I mean, from. Trying to do some math here <laughs> real quick. Yeah, I mean, it's like 11 years right now, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think. If you include or like exclude so the gap. 11 years. Yeah, I'm like, so do you see I guess why it's we, nine years yeah. with the gap. Yeah, do you see why we struggle to figure out like if we should claim the high school sweetheart thing? Because obviously there's a lot of drama for your mama. And what's so funny is that like before we even got engaged, there was more drama than after we got engaged. I feel like when we got engaged, it was almost a deep sigh and like a relief of being like, whew, like we got this, we made it. Um, we did get engaged pretty young, which is wild to think about. Like, I don't know if I would ever let my kid get engaged at the age that we did. I just don't, I was 21, which is just wild to me. You were 20. I was 20. <laughs> you had a birthday through our engagement and barely You're was right. 21 for 21 our wedding. When we got married. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm totally not letting Maddox get married at 21. Yeah. But well, the goal for us, well, one, Rachel's a rock star and she was going to graduate early. And so, you know, we had kind of talked about it and the conversations were on the table. You know, it was at the point where we're like, if we know, we know. And if we don't know, like, what are we waiting for? For it to be acceptable in culture for us to wait and get married after we have like a 401k established? Like, what are we waiting for? <laughs> well, both of us were done with the whole long distance thing. Two yeah. and a half hours. I was at University of South Carolina, go Cox. And Rachel was at Clemson. Go Tigers. Gross. And so then, like, we were kind of done with that. And, you know, we'd have these conversations and 
our goal wasn't really to get married and just figure life out as soon as possible. Like we had committed like, hey, if we're going to do this, Rachel's going to finish school and, you know, all this has got to happen. I'm going to graduate. And thankfully, the Lord led us to an amazing job that we both felt um, really called and passionate about. So it was it was kind of, you know, we had a plan that made sense that we could kind of fit all those yeah, goals in there. It doesn't seem as reckless as it sounds probably. But. Our only goal really that I knew that Bill would freak out if... <laughs> wasn't right bill meaning her dad is i think the only one only thing that we really considered adult wise is we just have to make sure we're done with school right. we'll figure out the rest of life together after that obviously we need family's blessings and stuff like that but how can we make sure that we either a have a plan or we finish school before we get married or whatever but our our specific plan was to get married have a summer together and then do one last final semester as a married couple for rachel to finish that december And it was a wild time. And we literally lived on beans and love. And that's when we got Remy. And we lived in a tiny house in Clemson, South Carolina at the pier, if anybody knows where that is. And it was one of my favorite times in life, truly. It just was so simple. Lots of stuff happened. Simple is an amazing word for it. I mean, lots of dreaming together of what we could do with our lives and lots of day old bread from Walmart spending a, a, a dollar, dollar a loaf <laughs> dollar a loaf so we could make sandwiches for the week and um Dave was a Ramsey. Good time. Dave Ramsey yeah. really helped us out. Yeah, what we would have what, what would have happened to us if we didn't do Dave Ramsey during that time. I don't even want to know. <laughs> but I mean times were super simple and times are not simple now and life is just nuts in different ways and it's more simple in different ways. So I guess all of this to say, like, that is how we met and that is how it worked. And it's so interesting to hear different people's stories and perspectives and their circumstances that led them to each other because it's so almost impossible to not see God in the midst of all of it, especially when it comes to like kingdom minded relationships. Because had we not been at this one place at that one time, or like, had we not had that conversation, or if Thomas wasn't bold and just like asked a question, or if I was, you know, following fear and hesitation instead of just going for it with the peace that I had in my heart. I feel like we wouldn't be here today and the things that are happening in our life wouldn't be happening. Maddox wouldn't exist. It's just wild to think like, man, that's a rough life. I know. Without Maddox. (laughs) What would we do without Maddox? (laughs) It just like, what, what would life be like if we hadn't followed in those obedient steps and we don't get it right all the time. We do not, 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 we do not. But um, this is one thing that I feel like totally has God's hand on it, if that makes sense. And it's just been so fun to watch it all unfold because we said yes and because things may have even been countercultural, but we went for it anyways. Yeah, and I think that applies to any couple, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's something scary to do and hard to think back on. And I guess if you haven't done it, it's a really amazing exercise. But just to look back and... Think about all the phases of life you've been through as a married couple or even dating or whatever. And think about the times when you felt like you were most stressed, you know, and then look back and realize, oh, wow, like that decision that we made just teed us up for this next decision. And then that decision, it just, it seems like it all works out. And so it's a really fun exercise just to see the faithfulness of the Lord and how every thing kind of weaved together to, to, you know, work out where we are right now and gives us hope for the stuff that we could encounter today and tomorrow in the future. Yeah. It's the glory to glory that we're promised in scripture. I'm a detail guy. We missed some details. He's dying inside. He's like, but we did engagement. We missed some different things, but shameless plug. There's videos for that on YouTube. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm pretty proud of the engagement. He's really proud of the engagement. (laughs) Um, It was a really amazing summer that we spent together in the mountains of California, Northern California, at JH Ranch. We served on um, like their volunteer staff together. Thomas was a river guide and worked on the ropes courses. And I also worked on the ropes courses, which was a whole nother highlight of my testimony. But um, it just was a really neat time. We, we actually got to spend together because we had been long distance this entire time. And it was the first community we've ever shared. It was beautiful. And at the end of the summer, like the week before we left, Thomas proposed in a valley and it was beautiful on his motorcycle. And we're going to leave we're going to leave like a dot, dot, dot there because they can go. <laughs> I'll link the uh, video in the show notes if you wanted to watch the proposal video. We look like babies. Absolute babies. Like I go back and I'm like, oh, I look 12. <laughs> I look 12. Um, but it's it was really like it was so beautiful and so, oh my gosh, so much fun. I would go back and relive that day over and over and over again. And I also want to speak to the women that maybe are listening that are single or dating or just like trying to find their person I hope that this like shed some light on the fact that like this wasn't a, oh yeah, you're my person. Yeah. You're my person. Yeah. Cool. Okay. And then like we date for eight years, every story that comes with trials and every story comes with celebrations. And so I don't want you ever listening or like seeing something, especially with social media and assuming that someone has it together and feel any type of way about yourself or your story or your situation, because it's beautiful in and of itself. And for different reasons than mine is beautiful for me, wherever you find yourself in life. The Autrys are for you. That's true. <laughs> we are so excited to celebrate you and celebrate love and what love is. I this, love love. This Valentine's Day, he, he is a sucker. He's the romantic in the relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas loves love. Valentine's Day is one of our favorites, especially because of Waffle House. So get yourself to a Waffle House. Get yourself to a Waffle House. Even if it's not today, just do it. Do, do it for us because we can't because it's two hours away. <laughs> yeah, we'll figure that like, out. This one's for you, Rachel. <laughs> uh, one of the favorite questions that I ask most of our guests, and so this is for you, Thomas. What is something that you are loving these days that you have to share with my friends? Honestly, this is something that I think, well, first, we just had a snowpocalypse in uh, Oklahoma. And so I'm having to do a little bit of a catch up um, from school work because they're trying to catch us all back up. But I have been loving, 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 look at me trying to talk today. Um, I have been loving the Bible recap. Uh, Um, That's something that I tried to start this year, fresh 2022. um, And uh, I will go ahead and confess this is not my first time trying the Bible recap. However, um, I'm sticking to it this time and have really enjoyed that. The Bible Recap is a program, like a study that you can get on the YouVersion Bible app. And then it also comes with a podcast and it also comes with a book. And we'll link all of it in the show notes for you. But it's um, a really cool way to read the Bible through within a year. So it's 365 day plan. And my favorite part about it is that it's chronological. So it doesn't go like book by book. It goes by like an actual timeline. So it gives you some really cool context, like how things are happening um, and what characters are maybe even existing at the same point in the Bible that you never knew before. It's just really neat. So I'm glad Thomas is on board. You guys should get on board too. Join the plan. That'd be fun. Well, Thomas, it has been a treat to have you. I always, always love here. having you. I know. If you want Thomas to be on the podcast more often, then holler at us, and I'll screenshot all your messages and send them to Thomas. It may be peer pressure. Most literally, I'm always here, though. Unless you're 
Unless you're Unless not. Unless I'm not here. <laughs> <laughs> which is a lot these days. So, no, really. Like, I'm really grateful he spent some time with us because 45 minutes undistracted with Thomas. He's a really popular dude, so I'm glad we could get some time. Well, thanks for having me, Rachel. <laughs> it was an honor to be a guest today. Super fun. If you want to uh, reach out to me, you can find me at, at Thomas Hawtrey. <laughs> um, if you like all things planes and cars... And uh, holla at your boy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day. This episode of Behind the Bliss Podcast has ended, but be sure to subscribe for more episodes so you don't miss episodes full of encouragement. And don't forget to rate and review so that we can continue to bring you the best content. See you in the next episode.